Hi. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to take a quick moment to thank you guys for being such avid listeners and also to give you an opportunity to participate in various investment opportunities with Alex and I. Some of the same deals that we talk about will be offered to you so you can click to action with your part. Just go to screwthestockmarket.com and hit the invest with us button at the top of the page. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Screw the Stock Market. We're really excited to have you with us today. Today, we're doing another timeout episode. And today we're talking about Judgment Day, Rise of the Machines. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's all about AI, if you didn't get the hint. <laughs> yeah, artificial intelligence. And I'm a little bit more pessimistic than you, Aziz, I think. Let's talk about it. I think the end is near, man. I think it's all over. We just got to like... I mean, I wouldn't say all over. It's just going to be a change. Yeah, so that's why I said I'm a little more pessimistic than you, because you think <laughs> it's just going to be a change. Okay, well, let's say, I think the biggest fear right now, is, let's clarify, first of all, what the conversation is about. So many of you have been noticing that lately the big topic everywhere, in business particularly, has been AI. AI has... Artificial intelligence. Yes, it's popping up everywhere. AI, chat GPT, now Google Bard... Meta is coming out with their own version that's supposed to be open source. Everyone and their mother right now is focused on developing some sort of AI technology. And people are now getting a little bit worried and pessimistic, like Alex, that this is going to mean the end for all jobs and like economic future for the average Joe Schmo going forward into the future. Now, I do think that there's going to be a huge changeover in terms of how the economy is going to function. There might be a little bit of chaos. I don't think it's going to impact our generation per se. Maybe more so our kids' generations and our grandkids. That, I think, would be more of a concern than for us. I think you and I would be fine. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the fact that you and I are both employed by the federal government is probably the biggest thing. Because I think, first of all, the federal government's probably going to be slower to adopt some revolutionary technology. And I think a big part of the federal government's spending plan is to employ people and keep them, keep the economy moving. So they have an incentive to do that, that a private business owner isn't going to have. Unless, right? a pri- unless the government intervenes and says, there's a quota, you have to keep a certain number of actual people employed. That could work. Yeah, I guess that's possible. Yeah. That could work. Or yeah, at some point, society will start to crumble. And they're going to say, hey, forget AI. Let's just keep people working the slow, the slow, inefficient way because it's worth it for humanity. There's also the theory that this could lead to, what is it, like a universal income? At a certain point, mm-hmm. the government will just pay people just to live. So that could be a good thing. Just get paid to go and pursue your passions. Do whatever it is that you want to do. You want to paint all day? You yeah. can paint all day. You can. You want to invent something? You can invent something. You want to write a book? You can write a book. Whatever you want. You're still getting a check. You might not be rich, but you'll have enough to live. Yeah, yeah. That that worries me too, right? I, I We're going on a tangent, right? We're supposed to be talking about artificial intelligence. But that worries me too because I've had the feeling of no incentive to go out and try. Yeah. It, it's okay. It reminds me of that scene in the Matrix, another kind of AI taking over <laughs> movie where they created the Matrix 
and they made it perfect. They made it like a good setting and people just couldn't deal with it. And they lost all these, they lost fields of humanity because people couldn't deal with just like an okay existence. In this case, I don't think that's the problem, but it's just without any incentive, people always want more. People want status. People want to be able to say, oh, I worked harder. I accomplished this, or I have more than you and you have less than me. There's all these kind of things that are built into us as hum humans that I think... Your hobbies are, will be uh, your status. If you start painting, I'm the best, most recognized painter on the planet. That's going to yeah, be the new social capital. It's not like money so much as bragging rights. That could be. That could be. That could be a thing. And also, I hope so. I don't think that there would be a lack of motivation. Remember, before, I mean, I've known you a long time. I remember before you started adulting when we were still like bobbleheaded kids and you would just pick up a new hobby every other like couple of months master it and move on to something new after that and you were completely satisfied i don't think there was any lack of motivation you were continually just enjoying the process of learning something new constantly you were super happy yeah those were good good days <laughs> okay you sold me yeah, i'll see, take it see there you go episode over <laughs> let's go back to art artificial intelligence right. okay so so it's scary, but it's exciting too, right? Like any yeah. big change. I know like for us, we've already started incorporating it into our workflows and into our video and editing process for yeah. this show. Um, what else? There's obviously the content creation and the prompting aspect of chat GPT that everyone's talking about. I know you've been better about that than I have. Yeah. Now, apparently uh, they're saying Google is even better because it's supposed to have real time access to the internet, but then. I think ChatGPT is linked to Bing, so Bing also has good internet access as well with ChatGPT. So it's a little bit of everywhere, but Google is free. So Google, if you're interested in sponsoring, we're here. <laughs> okay, so what do people do with, with, with artificial intelligence? What's, I think if someone who just hasn't heard about it and you're an investor, you're an entrepreneur, what do you do? So I think this is where this is like the gold rush time for a lot of people in the investing field. Because again, this is a powerful technology. It's great at like parsing out information, summarizing things, simplifying basic tasks and stuff. And they're churning out all these different plugins and these different like tools that you can use to do that. So I think the best thing that people should be doing right now is figuring out whether it's in terms of their businesses, whether it's in their investment deals, trying to figure out what monotonous little tasks and things like that they can figure out how to outsource to AI. Let's say you're a real estate investor where it can parse through all of the different properties that are listed out there on the net and find some that fit the target of what you're looking for and have the, a list of that ready for you. That saves you half the work of what you normally would do when you're looking for properties. Same if you're, let's say you, you love the stock market, even though we tell people on the show there are better alternatives, but let's say you love the stock market. You can use AI to basically help you track what's happening, maybe model out trends. It's not 100% accurate yet, but at least it'll do a better job of modeling things than you personally can, especially as a novice. So it can give you a leg up in a lot of different things business-wise. I know you and I have been using it to solve basic editing issues, both in terms of video editing. We just we have a program we use now, Script, which basically completely replaces the need for a video editor, saves us a ton of money in that regards. And we'll even edit like our speech, we'll edit 
the content in terms of removing gaps and things like that. Stuff that normally you'd have to spend hours sitting there tediously deleting and syncing up the audio manually. Now you don't have to worry about that. It'll just do it automatically at a click of a button. You don't even literally less than a second. It's all AI. So I think people should start being creative right now about figuring out how to use this stuff to maximize their business now before everybody else catches on and it becomes common. And then you lose that advantage that you have at the beginning. Similar to like when Bitcoin first came out or the internet first came out. I think this is the time to hit it and strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, if we, we use that analogy of a foot race, right? This is the opportunity and it's because it's so new and we don't know which direction it's going to go. It's hard to know, but I think being involved and playing with these things is fun. I'll say I went into one, I think it's related to JetGBT, where you can, you, you can do prompts and create art, create images. And they sucked. They were terrible. So I think I was trying to say, okay, create an art where there is, it was related to the, what we do here on the show. So it was some sort of thing like an apartment building. And it, I was like, okay, create that. And a flow of cash going from the apartment building into the investors pockets that are standing there in business, casual clothing or something like that. And I tried to be as descriptive as possible. You weren't descriptive enough. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't descriptive enough. Exactly. Well, that's why they're saying like the new hot jobs that they're creating right now is prompt engineers. And it's the people who come up with those for the perfect phrasing for the AI to generate something perfectly. I think one company was posting the job at the beginning of the year for starting at 300,000 for a job that's never existed before starting salary 300,000. I don't even know what you put on your resume to get something like that. And that's interesting because that, that actually reminds me of the old days. And even now, there's still people who are not good at searching on Google. But I remember developing that skill. It's something that I think nowadays most of us developed and anyone can pretty much go into Google and put whatever they're looking for. Unless you're but my then parents. Still... <laughs> yeah, it's a process. It's most people. And there's some generational stuff, of course. Yeah. What do they need? What do they need that skill for? They have you, right? That's what they um, say. <laughs> yeah. I disagree with that. But I think it's similar with this, right? Like I, by starting to play with it, we can develop that skill of prompting and speaking that language. And what's interesting is, I don't know, I've always felt like a step behind because I didn't go into the IT field. And now projecting into the future, I'm thinking that all might right. not be the job of the future any longer. I don't know. Okay, first of all, I'm going to correct you on that one. You've always been in the IT field. Come on, your family started off with a computer business. <laughs> You've been ahead. Even when we're working on that, you keep coming up with new programs like every other week that we can use to make things more efficient. I'm tech savvy, but I've never, because of that, my rebellious teenage, I was like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like my dad, which is now I wish I was like my dad. But yeah, I never was a IT coder or any of that stuff. I like to play and I'm tech savvy enough to, use apps and stuff like that and develop websites but, and develop websites and yeah yeah okay all right <laughs> I'm, like i said i'm tech savvy i'm with you but where was i going with that so you were saying it oh, might so not the be future yeah yeah because i think these ai systems are coding for us now so now it yeah it's becoming more of a plain language kind of input where you say create a system that takes data from here and puts it there and stores it and processes it and does stuff in plain language as opposed to the computer language. And if that's the case, then maybe I'll be an IT guy after all. There you go. 
But that's the scary part too. So now it's difficult predicting what are the jobs of the future. I think that's also another reason why it's becoming even more important to be established right now, because you don't know what opportunities are going to be available for your kids in the future. So building that generational wealth is going to be even more important and more critical than ever right now, because honestly, you just don't know what the future will bring. Yeah, I mean, think about Fernanda, right? Like she's two and a half right now, yeah. and for those of you that um, don't know, that's Alex's daughter. Oh, cutest yes, little yes. baby ever. She's amazing. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty there about even that fatherly like nudge towards a certain type of area, a certain type of field. Who knows what's going to be in demand in that future. But yeah, one of my professors from business school wrote a book all about it. And, you know, in the, he calls the book, his name is Ed Hess. And he was a great professor. His book is called Humility is the New Smart. And he wrote it in 2017, and it predicted that the machine age was going to come. And pretty much the cool thing about it is that all of a sudden our humanity is what's going to be most valuable in the way that he described it. And that's exciting, right? Things yeah. like nursing or teaching or providing care for others be elevated as the remaining not fields where... Not necessarily... They're talking about creating caregivers and stuff like that in places like Japan where they don't have enough young people. Like most of the population is old and getting older and they're literally running out of people to take care of them. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that happening. But I think the way that he described it is more of just the interpersonal relationship yeah. is what is valued inherently as opposed to your the, skills. Yeah, even the skill of measuring a certain medicine, applying it correctly or whatever that might be. So in, in some of these fields, the humanity is really what's going to be the most important. Yeah. So I guess that's a happy ending for this episode. What do you think? Yeah, Maybe. I think creativity might be a big one. I don't think uh, AI can beat us in that quite yet. Maybe quite we'll all yet. be artists. Yes. Who knows? Tap into my that inner creativity. <laughs> I'll say I have a client recently, he's a friend, he's a close friend, and, but he's an artist. He's an older guy, a pianist, he's a sculptor. He reminds me of myself from back in my younger days. It's been a funny thing because he's in his 70s and he just really reminds me of how I used to be. And and one of the big lessons he gave me in, in, in our friendship was what he calls the playground. He does it in music, he does it in all of his different arts. He's I just go in there and just play and just do whatever it needs, whatever comes out. And that's the playground. And that's the result in and of itself. And so for me, that's been something I've been playing with a lot in the last few weeks is just to keep the playground in everything I do, right? If I'm playing with my daughter, if I'm working on this stuff, let's just have some jazz and just spit out whatever comes out on these episodes. And it'll be cool. And it'll be fun. And so let's all go out and play. There we go. That's something a robot can't do. That is true. Man. And then we're going to cut the scene and we're going to go to the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger is being dipped into the lava. He's like, I know now why you cry, <laughs> but it is something I can never do. That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right.